Music show of your favorite pop stars. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And if it's your first time joining us, we scour the internet and find lesser known facts about some of the legends, big names, megastars, or some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And after this episode, let's see if you know as much as you think you know about some of these big icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and Yoon Chi is my bro, my compadre, my partner in crime on the show. What's going on? Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is your old friend, Yoon Chi. <laughs> I know you guys are all very excited for another episode of Pop Muse. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. TJ, who do you have for us today? Well, for me, I got somebody or I got a group that is probably a legend in the world of rock. All right. Rock musician. Yeah. Mm. And um, growing up, I was not a big fan of rock. So Linkin Park. <laughs> nice guess. Nice guess. The only guess I can these, throw there. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys were one of the few that were instrumental in bringing me over to the other side, if you want to put it that way. Mm. But legendary sound, legendary group, and I'm excited to put you guys up on who these guys are. Sounds good. So what about you, man? Who you got? Well, my guy today, he is, well, he is technically a singer, but his expertise in other fields of the show business, I think, are much more accomplished than the ones in music. Okay. Yeah. And I personally think this guy, I consider him a silver fox. A silver fox. Do you know what that means? Of course. Of course. That means that uh, Yunchi thinks that he's a, very a hot old guy. Yeah, very Not <laughs> old per se, but he, uh, he I, I believe he looks very good as he grows older. All right. All right. Well, you heard it, folks. That's coming from Yunchi. So before we get started, guys, we just want to drop our disclaimer that everything that we find about these stars for the show is internet based. So some of these sites may not be updated and some of the information might not be current. So if there's any inaccuracies, please reach out to us and let us know. And we'd love to update it on to the next episode. With that being said, Yunchi, why don't we get started? Yeah, let's get it going. All right. All right. You probably think you know everything about your favorite stars in music. Well, you might get surprised on Pop News. The trivia music show of your favorite pop stars. Tune into the conversation and discover some fun and shocking details about some of the world's household names in music. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. So, let me set it off with fact number one, and this is according to grunge.com and 97rock online. This band originated from Seattle, Washington. Mm. And again, these guys are really, really famous. I don't think that I will be able to keep this obscure for the entire episode. So, I mean, even this fact right now that they're from Seattle is a huge, <laughs> huge clue for a lot of people out there. But anyway... Uh, the bassist to this band earned a master's degree in physical chemistry at Western Washington University. Wow. And, and again, this is probably giving way too much information at the beginning. I don't think so because most people don't really know who the bassists are. For this band, they, they knew. This guy is of Japanese descent. Mm. All right. 
Um, and the lead guitarist of this group studied philosophy at the University of Washington, and he's of Indian descent, and his parents are from Kerala province in southern India. Huge clue. I'm sure this is just a dead giveaway for the, you know, the rockers out there. Later on, their bassist was replaced by another, and this guy was notably a manual worker before he got into music. By manual worker, you're like, you mean the ones that work in the factories? Yeah, it's just pretty much someone who doesn't have, I don't think he went very far in school, so he didn't have any skills, so he was just doing manual labor until he got into a, a band. And the lead singer started as a snare drummer, and、uh, he worked as a busboy, a dishwasher, a fishmonger,、mm. a chef at a Seattle boathouse. So now these guys are like professionally trained musicians. <laughs>、uh, it doesn't sound like it. 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 Uh, was the the mood and the sentiment? Yes, maybe. Like, I mean, if you're gonna name like some genres in music that don't require that much of like musical expertise, then maybe rock might be one of those genres. <laughs> yeah, because you need that like incentive, like like the anger. Well, yeah,、you. there needs to be some you know something deep seated that brings out the emotion for、right. the singing, for the、uh, yeah the expression on the instruments, right? Um, so, as I mentioned, the lead singer growing up, he fell into severe depression at the age of 12. Wow. And it could have been related to his divorce of his parents, but also, according to this source, they were both alcoholics. And so he struggled also with substance abuse at that age. And throughout the rest of his career. And he had issues with、uh, panic disorder and agoraphobia. And this is agoraphobia is not wanting to go outside, being afraid of like outdoor places. So, at, not、uh, wanting to go. Yeah, afraid、like. of going outside. Okay, so it's, it's different from like an indoorsy person like I am. Yeah, yeah. This is where you actually have a fear of going outdoors. And so. Uh, there were long bouts where he just stayed at home. And it seems kind of instrumental. We've, we've done another group of musicians that were also on this, in this spectrum, I guess you could say. But anyway, I don't want to linger too long here. Let's go ahead and move on. This band, their first EP was called, and I think I might be giving away too much info, but、mm. Screaming Life. Okay, right, that was their first EP. And their first 600 copies were printed in orange vinyl. So, I think for the hardcore fans out there, again, you can't really get anything by them. They're going to know who we're talking about here. But anyway. Yeah, even, even by starting with Seattle, they already have an answer for that.、Uh, no, because a lot of、oh, is it? rock bands come from out Seattle. Of Seattle. Yes, especially a specific genre that I'll cover in a, just a few minutes. We're going to move on to fact number two. And this is,、uh, again, 97 Rock Online and Wikipedia. Okay, and here's another dead giveaway. The band was named. After a pipe sculpture that stands in Sandpoint Park or Garden in Seattle. Okay? <laughs> sounds, no idea what that is. The sounds are produced in the garden when air blows through the pipes. 
So okay. there's certain pipes that are hanging or that are in the yeah. Part, I can picture how the, the park flows through it. And yeah, it looks sounds, like right. Okay. It's an interesting design, I have to say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just remember. But but their their name. The name of their band was originated from that park. Absolutely. Yes. And again, for I think those that know who I'm talking about are probably laughing, screaming the answer right now. But uh, those okay. like living in Seattle or in, in the states in Anywhere general. Anywhere in the states, anyone who knows rock music heavily is going to know who. Okay. I'm so that park is quite a, like a nationally uh, famous. It's not park. the park. It's just the name <laughs> of the band and the the clue that I'm giving. Okay. Anyway, we're gonna move on. On an early visit to Vancouver in uh, February 1988, this band they opened the concert for Canadian punk legends No Means No. <laughs> That's an interesting name for a band. <laughs> and DOA. Uh, later at the start of 19- so it's two bands. Two no bands. Means No and DOA. <laughs> right. And then later, uh, they in 1990, they performed with Faith No More, which is another mm. big band. So yeah, they, they were able to rock with some of the Quebec metal gods headlining Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. So this is where they were kind of starting to break into the, uh, the rock world. They were the first grunge band to sign a major record label, A&M, in 1989. Wait, what do you mean Big by clue. the grunge band? So grunge is a... And this band is probably credited with the development of this type of style, this alternative metal uh, grunge. Grunge is kind of like a... I kind of feel like I'm getting like a garage vibe from that word. Well, grunge... Or grumpy. Grunge is kind of like punk. But it also has a okay. So it's like a music genre. It's a music genre, right? Yeah, right. I think yeah. So maybe for most listeners, we we just need to remember it's a rock band. <laughs> yeah, but rock and grunge because rock is more general. Okay. You know, it applies. Yeah, it of course. It's a lot. More. Yeah, of course. But grunge it's, is a certain style, and there's certain kings of this genre, grunge, that we've covered one already earlier okay. than Nirvana. And somewhere so along the, these lines, there's a few other bands. That Nirvana are, is also in this genre of Nirvana grunge. Nirvana is grunge, so it has a similar sound. So okay. that's another big clue for you there. Um, so lead singer formed another band, mainly to commemorate the life of his friend who OD'd. And this band was called Temple of the Dog, which spawned an album and gave lead singer Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam his start. And I remember hearing a song uh, way back in the day called Say Hello to Heaven. This was a really, really popular song. And it was just, yeah, I mean, you could feel the sentiment of the commemoration with his friend. And it was just the vocalist, at least. I was like, wow, they have a really special sound. Very spiritual sound. I wouldn't say spiritual. It's uh, more ethereal, I guess you could say. Oh, is it? Okay. Because I'm feeling spiritual from the name of them song. (laughs) Something to heaven? (laughs) Say hello to heaven. Right. All right, we're going to move on to fact number three. And this is according to Ultimate Guitar and Wikipedia. In 1994, the band was offered $200,000 to perform at Woodstock. And this is a very famous like rock yep. uh, performance. But they turned it down, saying it was too corporate. <laughs> I can Definitely, these guys are punk. Yeah, I can understand the, because like rock musicians, they don't... Most rock bands, they're kind of underground. They, yeah. they don't want to fit in the mainstream sort of market. It seems that way because with that $200,000, i am sure there's probably a lot of yeah, restrictions. And, oh, you have to do this and you have to do that. And most of these guys, they just want to, you know, they just... Be themselves. Play. Yeah. So that's uh, kind of an interesting rejection there. Wow. One of their songs titled, and a big, big, big clue here, 
and I never give titles to songs because normally it just says too much, but I'm going to here. The song titled Like Suicide was inspired when the lead singer heard a bird fly into his window mm. uh, and it broke its neck. And instead of leaving it to suffer, he ended its life with a brick. And then he included the experience in the lyrics of that song. And this is according to Loudwire.com. Sounds quite heavy. Yeah, yeah. I was, um, I've heard that song many times. I can remember some of the lyrics about him talking about a brick. And now I know exactly what he's talking about. Because oh, just to confirm. So he used that brick to help that bird end its misery. Right. Because after, I guess, it broke its neck. Right. It was there suffering. Yeah. So he just, you know. It's kind of like a, out of his misery. like a merciful kill. Yeah, but it's it's just a brick doesn't seem like it's very merciful, right? Right. <laughs> it it's gonna be quite. Gra- yeah, I mean the the process <laughs> might gonna be quite graphic. Yeah, I think so. But from this standpoint, it does seem like um like you said a bit merciful. Let's uh, let's keep it moving here. With the success came the expectations from the business. And I think we talked a little bit about that earlier. Uh, touring and frustrations began to flare up and the band broke up in 1997. But they reunited in 2010 and released another album. So 13 years later, they yeah. reunited. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. So let's move on to fact number four. And this is also from 97 Rock Online. The lead singer said he named their breakthrough album. And this is their big album that, I guess, snared me into the genre when mm. I first heard music from this album. So he, he named the album after a mistake he made. He misread a video and thought, wow, that's a really cool title. And then he found out later that it was... It's actually not. It was actually... He read it wrong. <laughs> so it's a beautiful mistake. He, he misread it. When he actually saw what it was, it said Super Clown. But the, Was that the real name or the way that he read it? That was the real name. Super... It, super Clown. Clown. But he read it a different way. And if I, I don't want to say the name of the album because I feel like I've said too much, but I will say it later. All right. Let's keep so that something s- that it sounds- maybe in, in written yeah. that looks like a yes. super, I suppose it's super crown. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. Okay. Let's this wait for band- the confirmation later. Yes. The band won two Grammy Awards in 1995. And one of the songs received the award for best hard rock performance. And then there another track from that same album received the award for best metal performance that same year. And again, these songs are just so big that if I just drop it, okay, it's just never mind. I can't I already, I can't do it. I already have. Uh, what, what was that? Like suicide and the super crown. <laughs> <laughs> the second one waiting for confirmation. Here's another big clue. Here, the lead singer went on to sing the theme song. For Casino Royale, I'm not Casino sure if you know. Royale, Casino Royale, that's one of the James Bond movies, that's was the it? First James Bond movie with Daniel Craig, right? And he sang the theme song for well, that song. Yeah, I only remember the one from Skyfall by Adele. Oh man, this was the first American rock musician to do so for the Bond franchise, and he formed another legendary band from the members of Rage Against the Machine. Wow, called Audio Slave. Oh, I'm just giving, I'm just giving you the goods, guys, and. Audio Slave was the first rock band to perform in Cuba. Mm. And that album was called Out of Exile. So that Out was of a Exile. really legendary album as well. So from, again, yeah, from the knows. States. From the States to Cuba. Yeah, yeah. Out yeah. of Exile. So anybody that knows this band, they're just screaming the answer here. But they were a legend in their own right. 
But sometimes, in most cases, all good things come to an end. In 2017, the lead singer was found dead in his Detroit hotel with a band wrapped around his neck, which was an apparent suicide. And unfortunately, because of that, his band had to cancel the tour. This is back when the group got back together. Right. You know, they were touring and they had to cancel the tours. And of course, fans and family was devastated. I was devastated when I heard that because I love this guy's music. Not only did he branch out and start a band somewhere else and make phenomenal music, but he did like an R&B album, which is kind of which has never happened because rock musicians don't do that. But he hooked up with a guy called Timberland, and he made a really, really good album. And he did a lot of solo work. Yeah, he was just an amazing uh, musician. And uh, Rolling Stones nominated him as number nine, as the greatest rock singers of all time. Wow. So, so, yeah. Inspiration for TJ and for really, many. Really unfortunate. Yeah. But anyway, that actually brings me to the end of my facts. Um, I think I spilled a lot of beans on this particular episode. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Linkin Park to me, no. <laughs> oh, man. And I think if you're familiar with the yeah. Casino Royale, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I probably have heard. I, will, I definitely have heard that track from Casino Royale. Definitely. Yeah. And another answer that I would, would would have given is Rage Against Machine, but since they already mentioned among <laughs> the facts, so it's So, Yunchi, I'm going to give you a breather for this episode. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to search from the facts that I gave you. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to look up this person and see, hopefully, if you can get it right. Okay. I, I think it's very hopeful today. I remember, <laughs> I remember clearly one of the, uh, All right. the, the tracks. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I, I'm already on it. All I'm, right. I'm more than ready. Come on. <laughs> All right, go. Uh-huh. 20 seconds. Yeah, okay, I'm just looking up the... Okay. <laughs> we don't have very good connection here. <laughs> 15 seconds. Mm. 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> Five well, seconds. I, yeah, I have to say, this is... N- I already got the name, okay. Okay, yeah, all right. I have to say, I never heard of this rock band before. All right. Yeah, so... The answer I have for this one, the only clue uh, I have, is the the song where he saw one of the a bird ki- mm. killing itself by bashing into the his car, right? A uh, window of his home. Uh, the window of window of his home. Okay, yeah. And also that song happens to be in <laughs> in an album called. Super unknown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a two claws, two dots connecting together. All right. So, so the, the so who do we have? Yeah. So yeah, it's just a name to me, unfortunately. So this band is Soundgarden. All right, all right. Let's hear what the judges have to say about that. Congratulations, my man. Thank you, technology. <laughs> yeah, you better give it up to your phone. Soundgarden is an American rock band that popularized grunge music and received international acclaim for their 1994 album, Super Unknown, which debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. VH1 ranked Soundgarden at number 14 in their special 100 Greatest Artists of Hard Rock. Love Soundgarden. They're probably my most loved rock band ever. But for the record, I think Unknown is quite far from Clown. (laughs) 
<laughs> I think you're reading it as as crown, as a, like super crown, the way that I guessed it. But I don't know how he was uh, looking at it. If yeah, he was, obviously now it's if wrong. He was tired, or if he was under the influence. But I guess yeah, he might have just saw it's kind of far. Unknown. It's kind of far from clown. Come on. <laughs> But I got two legendary tracks that I would like to share from that particular album. First up is probably my favorite and the most well-known all over the world. And this one is Black Hole Sun. Hmm. And that'll be followed by Fell on Black Days.
And that was Fell on Black Days by Soundgarden. Very interesting. It's actually a lot softer than I expected. Yeah, yeah. I guess this is one of the more softer tunes. I mean, it still qualifies as rock, of course, and it'll be immortalized into the genre forever. Love Chris Cornell. Love his vocals. Love his style. And um, rest in peace, Chris Cornell. But anyway, kind of change things over. Yunchi, who do you got for us today? <laughs> I've also got a, quite an OG in the music world of a Mandarin, okay. Cantonese music. Okay. And, uh, to be honest, I have to look up a lot of the information for this for, for this guy because his time, his prime times are like before my time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. But anyway, let's start with a bit of uh, information about a quick information about this guy's uh, family. That's fact, fact number one, okay. according to Wikipedia and TV Overmind. All right. This guy, he came from a family where his father owned a small business in jewelry and gold. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a, <laughs> a wealthy family, but just to remind you. This isn't you, a rags the riches story. Yeah, to remind you, it's a, it's a like, small family business. It's like a, a giant corporate. Mm. Um, like, yeah, in, importing jewelry and gold. Sounds like he was touched by Midas at a young age. Yeah, and so it's not a giant corporate. And in fact, his father... Um, I mean, right after he graduated from secondary school, his father introduced him to work as a clerk in a jewelry retailing and a wholesaling company yeah. in Hong Kong. Son, get in the gold business. Yeah, like, <laughs> but his father, I, I never depreciate that. His father's intention was mostly just trying to get him to pick up the skills, the, the management, carry the, on the family business. Yeah, the structural skills in <laughs> oh, the big God. firms and uh, for a future takeover. Of the family business from course, the father. Of course, of yeah, course. But unfortunately, I think this artist, he never had that much interest in, in business. That's yeah, too in bad. Gold, <laughs> in, di- in digging gold <laughs> or in, se- in selling gold. Didn't like diamonds? He's crazy. Yeah. So he's probably more of the artistic type, you can tell from the start. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay. So I didn't manage to find the source, but I think there are two versions of how he eventually left the, the big gold firm. Um, <laughs> that sounds crazy. Version one is that he got fired for a prolonged... By ab- his dad? No, from the big firm for a prolonged absenteeism. Okay. Because during one of the corporate parties with his colleagues, he was trying to do splits and he got <laughs> muscle injury. <laughs> So he went a little too far, huh? Yeah, it sounds like he was Couldn't having, get back up. <laughs> he was having a too good time at the party and uh, did something that is so random beyond his capability. Yeah, that was version one and version two. Oh man, that's a horrible injury. I'm just imagining that right now. And, yeah, yeah. And a version two is that as, as as you can tell from that uh, trying to do the split story that this guy has a bit of like a dancing or showmanship talent. Yeah, yeah. And, I'll say. Yeah, and he and of course we know the, the the end of the story is that he's a celebrity and an, an artist a musician mm-hmm. but initially his father actually didn't want him to get into the show business but his older brother was able to uh, step into the family business so okay. he was the one to fill in the spot so he was he was off the hook yeah and he was let go yeah to <laughs> pursue his dream in yeah so there were like two, two more splits yeah the, <laughs> but it's like two versions of story but that was version two but his experience with the family is a bit of unfortunate because both his parents 
parents passed away quite early, and his brother, the one that、um, managed to take over the family business, was also shot and、oh, wow. killed by armed robbers who raided the jewelry store. Oh man! Yeah, so the brother kind of took the bullet for him, and yeah, that's that's one way of putting it. Yeah, in retrospect, it's like that is a really it can be a really dangerous industry. You know, I mean, if you're if it's just like a commodity business, that's one thing. But if you're actually like peddling or you're selling like gold or jewelry, yeah, just based on a shop, the TJ's first reaction to like this family business in jewelry and gold, yeah, can, yeah, that's probably most people's reaction to、yes. like you're selling this. It's not a convenience store selling like Pepsi's and <laughs> and Cokes. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot more profitable to raid your store. Yeah, yeah. After his brother passed away from that unfortunate incident, the artist adopted the two young children of his brother. Mm. Mm. Okay. So let's move on to fact number two. This is still according to Wikipedia, and I think we all know the boy band and the girl band industry in South Korea、mm. is kind of a big thing、yeah. for quite a while now. But actually, for this guy, he became famous in the 1980s and 90s. During his time, he was already participating in some performers' training courses, like sort of the boy band and girl bands training courses in his time.、Mm. And it's the training courses organized by Hong Kong's biggest TV station. It's called TVB. Okay. Eventually, only took some very minor acting roles in TV series, and he didn't get much attention. So he was learning how to do the Splits the right way, huh? I I would assume so. <laughs> yeah, to、so. to keep to keep him from hurting himself again. Oh yeah, that's.、Uh, I'm sorry, I that can't. That sounds that sounds a horrible. Can't stop thinking about that. Sounds like a horrible tragedy that could ever happen to a man. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for a few years he only took some very minor acting roles in the TV series. He actually played a, a, a role in a TV series about Chen Jisuhan. I think the English name for Him is Genghis Khan or oh, Genghis Khan? Genghis Khan. Oh wow! Okay,、the、so he got、guy. to he got to play the warlord, huh? That's pretty awesome. No, he didn't play him. Yeah, he. Yeah, oh, he, he wasn't that guy. Yeah, he、oh. played a nobody in that film. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why in a lot of these TV series he didn't really receive much attention. Oh.、Uh, yeah, so he's the guy like in, at the corner. So he was an extra. The screen.、Huh? Yes. He just kind of like walked by the screen. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right.、Mm-hmm. So the change in his career took like an, an upturn in the 1990s. All right. Oh, it's actually. In the year 1990, when a commercial for Honda motorcycle eventually made him famous, okay, and、uh, so he did a motorcycle commercial. Yes, and he was immediately signed by record labels. And in that same year, that's random. Like I'm doing a, a commercial for a motorcycle, and yeah, then I probably, get a、yeah. record label to sing. Yeah, I, I think I skipped. <laughs> like those two are related. <laughs> yeah, some some maybe some stories were skipped here, but in the same year, yeah, in the same year, okay, he, he was. So he. Must have、not demonstrated his singing ability other ways.、Maybe. Yeah, not long after that motorcycle commercial, he got signed by the record labels, and in that same year, 1990, he released a Mandarin album, first album, one million copies. That's pretty good. That album made him officially a singer, and I think that's probably. I mean. To my humble opinion, that's probably the the only good song from. Oh. <laughs> Because as I mentioned <laughs> at the beginning of this of this episode, this、uh, guy is much more accomplished 
as a dancer and an actor. Okay. Yeah, so his music, I think they are in general okay, but this one is pretty good. It's called Can't Stop Loving You. Can't Stop Loving You. 对你爱不完 okay? Okay. And that same year, he also shot a chocolate commercial where he, he's lying, you are my chocolate. It's, it's kind of wow, it's, it's generic. It's kind of lame, yeah. It's kind of generic. <laughs> you are my chocolate. Yeah, but he's lying, you are my chocolate at the end of, the, of that commercial also got him quite viral. Hmm. Okay, now let's move on to the... Third fact: This is according to Sina.com, a Chinese news website. All right. In the late 90s, he was endorsed by Pepsi, and in a campaign song called "Ask for More," he collaborated. <laughs> Ask for more. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just funny. Ask for more Coke. <laughs> right. I think Sprite had something called、uh, "Obey Your Thirst." <laughs> wow, is so, it? Yeah, it's just funny how these, you know, these、uh, soda companies have these weird taglines for their songs, and they get these artists to do it, and they must have come with a huge price tag. So I'm sure these guys are well. They come up with, with pretty good slogans. Yeah, in this particular campaign song,、mm-hmm. he was collaborating with artists that we just talked about in the previous episode, Janet, Janet Jackson. Jackson. What? Okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. He was taking the dream job that TJ wants. I know. Seriously. Yes.、Yeah, So he held 18 concerts in the Hong Kong Coliseum, and these concerts set the record of the highest life insurance concert among Hong Kong musicians in the 90s. Okay, yeah, he's racking up that money. These endorsements, life insurance. I just found that a bit weird for the concerts. Endorsements is money. You know, why do they need like life insurance for a concert? <laughs> he's、uh, but... singing. If the fans love him, then if he's singing about life insurance companies, they might. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't、they'll... think he was singing about for the <laughs> life insurance. I suppose, like he was probably doing some dangerous acts on the stage, like <laughs> doing splits. <laughs> Possibly. And we're back to the story again. Well, he's asking for more with with Pepsi, so I'm sure he's probably saying another tagline for these insurance companies. It's、mm. brand awareness, so they're going to run to. Wow.、Oh, I need I need life insurance. Why not just do the one that my favorite singer is singing about? You know. So it sounds just... very interesting. Those、yeah. like a PR department in some of the companies that are listening to this episode, they're going to sign you. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. That's that's that's. That's the plan. <laughs> Good ideas coming from TJ. Now let's move on to the next fact.、Uh, these is I, sub- I think this is fact number four. Well, this is just according to public data in film and music industry. He was the first pop musician to receive an award from Hong Kong Dancer Association, and his concerts in 2007 won a Guinness World Record for having the world's largest revolving stage, which goes 450 degrees. Nice. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, Guinness World Records—they can give you—they <laughs> can give you many、uh, eccentric awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like on this show we talked about all kinds of ridiculous awards for a Guinness World Record. All right. What else does he have? And on the acting front, this guy ha- actually has pretty some good, very good acting skills. Okay. So for one thing, he so he's leveled did... up since the Genghis Khan film, huh? <laughs> I still remember that, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. No longer nobody anymore. Yeah. So he did a movie with one of the biggest Chinese actresses in 2011 with Miss Zhang Ziyi. Oh, okay. The lady from Crouching yeah, Tiger. Crouching Tiger, House of Flying Daggers, yeah, Rush Hour Two. 
And it was a romantic film about an AIDS-themed love. Oh wow, that sounds deep. Exactly. And two of his movies had won him a consecutive awards, and that's pretty amazing because he's the actually the second actor right after Jackie Chan to have done this. Okay, so now I see why you say that his acting is probably a bit better than his music. Yeah, right. See, right. <laughs> But the movie that introduced him to me was actually another movie. It's called the official. Translation for this film is Cold War. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but that has different implications in the West. Yeah, but the name for this movie is called Han Zhan. So it's like a chilly war or freezing war, but it sounds sounds lame. So they used the word Cold War, but it's nothing related to <laughs> to that history. Okay, okay, and it's also the movie that made me think that he is really indeed a silver fox. Okay,、Maybe. so you, you fell in love with him in that movie, huh? And not not <laughs> fell in love per se, but it's the kind of like a person or the look that I want to have when I grow older. Okay,、And、it's like my it. my aspiration sort of thing. Got it, got it. And now let's move on the last fact, fact number five. This is according to TV Overmind. This guy. I can't say he is Vin Diesel, but <laughs> this guy is living as Vin Diesel because he's certainly living a fast and furious lifestyle with、What? a furious collection of racing cars.、Mm. <laughs> wow! Yeah, so it's the envy、yeah. of a lot of us guys.、I、yeah,、think. so you can tell this guy is pretty rich. Even <laughs> he doesn't have to stay in the gold business. No, doesn't、yeah. sound like it. So he has a lineup. Of specialty cars,、like、I'm sure a, he does.、Uh, Audi, Spider. Oh, he's got a Spider. For Ferrari, F50, Ferrari.、Oh, F50, Lamborghini, Diablo. Okay, stop it, stop it. You're just burning, you're just burning me up here. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. I don't have that much knowledge about cars, but I know. Yeah, of course, I know these brands. Sure. Yeah, Lamborghini. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I yeah, I know. Yeah, they're nice. It's just that they they're so fast, and you can't drive them anywhere, but at the speed that they. Go, so what's the point? Yeah, it requires like a pretty good road condition to be able. Otherwise,、right. you're gonna scratch like the, the bottom of your yeah, car. Yeah, and some of these cars are like half a million or close to a million dollars. Wait, I think more, more than, than more than yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them are more than that. So it's,、uh, it's yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, but this artist, he's more than a collector. He's also like a hardcore amateur enthusiast in car racing as well.、Mm. Yeah, he took part in like many car racing events in China. 2011, he won two championships in Shanghai. Uh, wow, he was very excited about that. Yeah, and apart from racing cars, he's into horse racing as well. Oh wow!、Yeah. So he's part of the Hong Kong Jockey Club. He owns,、okay. well, technically he owned three horses. Nice.、Um, okay. Because most of two of these horses、uh, had retired already, and the one, horses retired, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. They <laughs> are enjoying they their like, a certain age. They're, they're enjoying their golden age. They're collecting sunsets. They're enjoying their sunset age now. <laughs> okay. This guy has quite an impressive dating lineup. Oh, okay. Well,、um, sounds yeah, like it. And fast cars, yeah, horses, already, like singing, doing the splits. Yeah, I mean, I think he's gonna have a lot a of hot chick in any one of the、uh, <laughs> Fast and Furious franchises.、Right? Of course. Yeah, and this guy. So among the list of names, one of the names you might know is it's, it's a Chinese model called、mm. Xiong Dailing, and、uh, her, I think her English name is like. Hang Ling. Okay. She was in the movie、uh, Ip Man. 
the martial artist movie. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I know TJ is a fan of was that art. the um, was that Donnie Yen's wife in that film? Yeah,、or? yeah, yeah. So she、okay. was the leading actress. Oh wow, okay. Yeah,、wow. but it's interesting that I think they dated for quite a long time. I I, I remember seven years. Oh he, wow. He actually never recognized her as a girlfriend. Oh wow, that's a slap in the face, little bit. Yeah, but I just think, a little bit. Yeah, so it's just something that I. I think will be very helpful for for a lot of people.、Mm. Yeah, that he dated used to date this model. I see. Nice. Yeah, but that's all the facts we have for this artist. Okay. Well, I have absolutely no idea who okay, this guy gonna, is. I, I was gonna say if you could like、uh, give an answer without researching, then double points for TJ. I mean, if you have any like. Major clues outside of that. I mean, who does he does he typically perform with? Anyone? He, none of those movies really. I I haven't seen any of those movies that he's done. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. it's some big shot in the Chinese film industry, but it's not something that's like a. It's not to the level as Crouching Tiger that have gone to the Oscar yet.、Mm. Yeah. Well,、so、he's won a couple of Oscars apparently. So yeah, the Chinese Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So all I have、Help、really is the... that he dated the person who acted, and so I would have to look up who this person's name is. Lin, whatever, Han, Han and spell it right, and then search that and say her ex boyfriend. Maybe that might help me get this person right. I guess I can try that because、okay. that's really all I have. Yeah, I think that's the biggest clue for TJ. I mean, do you, did you give me any others? I mean, did he、uh, Golden Horse Awards? But so many people have won that, so that's yeah. This is this. That's all I have. I mean, does he have any like big songs that I could? Because I think I gave you a better clue than what you've given me here. <laughs> right. Oh, my apologies. I forgot one of the biggest clue for for my audiences. Okay. Because I didn't want to say it because he he is one of the four heavenly gods. What? So you were、Hong、keeping、Kong. that from me the entire time. Okay. Because we've already yeah, went we've through covered through three of them. Three. So anyone that's left over is、yes. going to be the person. And I remember、today. in the past that I guessed this.、Uh, I think the guy that we're talking about today. I guessed his name and I got it wrong because it was、oh, Leon yeah, Lai. Right. Yeah. Remember that. Like yeah, the, the episode for Leon Lai, and I think you got another name for Leon Lai. Yes, yes. So there was Leon Lai, there was Andy Lau, and then there was、uh, Lehman Brother investor, Lehman Brother investor <laughs> <laughs> Jackie Chung. <laughs> and so that leaves one guy left. See,、uh, this this is the clue. You were thirsting I for. Yeah, I don't even need thirty seconds to look. You don't、online. need Hanlian, no, at, at all.、Uh, no, no, no. All right. Well, with all of that information that you gave me, yeah,、we'll、I should have started with that. Pretty, yeah, that would have, that would have been it. So I guess that leaves me with Aaron Kwok for my、wow. for my guess. Yeah, we don't need the, the judges because they <laughs> they are just four of them, and we've already covered three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Hong Kong singer, dancer, and actor. So he's been active since the 1980s, and also known as one of the four heavenly kings of Hong Kong pop music. Also dubbed the God of Dance, his on-stage dancing is influenced by the American performer Michael Jackson. So you got some tracks. Let's hear some of his music. There's actually a good one. The first song from this guy as a professional singer. Can't stop loving you. 对你爱不完 All right, all right. So can't stop loving you, and, and we have to listen to 
the city of wilderness all right all right well before we hear those tracks we're gonna go ahead and end it for this episode yunchi thank you so much for introducing this amazing star this for us international chinese international star. man and uh for those of you joining us on the show thanks for tuning in for another episode of pop muse and be sure to catch us next time for another unpredictable episode i'm tj reed and it's ring chi here all right folks we will see you next time peace